This is The Dudes, delivering to you wall-to-wall coverage of all Mississippi State athletics, featuring Reflector Managing Editor Tanner Marler and WMSB Sports Director Cody Blazak. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of The Dudes here on 91.1 WMSV. And today we've got an old friend of the show on, Cody. Jack Duffy, over there in Athens, former sports editor of The Red and Black. Coming on to The Dudes today to talk to us a little bit about this Georgia squad and this road trip they've got ahead this weekend. Jack, can you hear me? I can. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be on uh, once again to talk some some Georgia Bulldogs here. I imagine. I imagine you've had a you've had a good good last few weeks, Jack. Tell me a little bit about uh, kind of what it was like this past weekend, the big win over Tennessee. Uh, yeah, it, it was quite insane. I mean, the scene in Athens was absurd when when you have basically two number one teams going up against each other. Uh, it was the loudest I've ever heard Sanford Stadium. I've been going to games since I was about five years old. So uh, it, it was a really insane atmosphere and really cool to see uh, Georgia dominate in the fashion that they did, um, just completely shutting down that Tennessee offense that people were expecting to be a juggernaut all season long. A hundred percent. And, you know, you and I have been talking uh, for weeks about this game between uh, Georgia and Mississippi State, and you're you're convinced that it – are you still convinced that it might be a trap game for Georgia? Uh, I definitely see it as a potential for being a trap game. Now, the way the season has gone, I'm not entirely sure that Georgia will fall into that trap, uh, but the hostile environment going into Starkville and it being a night game, I mean, Mississippi State is great at home. Uh, and I expect them to, to bring it against Georgia. I mean, Georgia's expecting the best from every opponent they, they face. So uh, I do see it as a possibility for a trap game. It's just whether or not Georgia shows up. Now, when it comes to kind of the previous matchups for these two teams, obviously the last time Mississippi State and Georgia played was during the COVID season when all the SEC played against each other. Mississippi State went into Georgia and almost won that game, if you'll remember. And Mm -hmm. aside from that, the last, I believe, the last three times Mississippi State and Georgia have played, it has been in Athens. This is the first time, I believe, since almost 2010 or something that UGA has came to Starkville. Yeah, it's certainly a new environment, at least for all of the guys playing on this roster. They've never been to, to Starkville. And, and it's really good to see this matchup because, like, it, I mean, I, I'm waiting for the day they get rid of divisions because I, I just I would love to see more consistent competition among all of the SEC teams. I mean, Georgia still hasn't gone to College Station yet, and it's been 10 years since Texas A&M's joined the SEC. Uh, so more of that, like, home-and-home kind of vibe with teams like Mississippi State, I, I would enjoy that. And I'm I'm excited to see uh, Starkville uh, this weekend. I, I 100% agree. I, I'm, I'm excited to see that team roll in here to Starkville. But to kind of get into the X's and O's, um, mm-hmm. as far as 
this Georgia squad goes, there are, there are a few guys on this squad that have ties to Mississippi that, that we should really know about. Stetson Bennett, obviously, being the main one. Yeah. Stetson Bennett, obviously, uh, goes to Juco College uh, in Mississippi, starts for a year, gets the call back from, from Georgia, uh, asking to be a, a scholarship guy after Justin Fields transfers out of the program. And, I mean, if you would have told me two years ago Stetson Bennett would have been the guy to lead Georgia to their first national championship in 41 years and, and potentially looking for a back-to-back title, I would have called you insane. But, I mean, he is really playing at the top of his game. He, he can run the ball when he's asked to, and he can also make the, uh, the passes uh, that he needs to uh, against the coverages that he faces. I mean, we saw it against Tennessee. They, they basically challenged him to spread the ball out, and that's exactly what he did. He found Ladd McConkie and Rosemary Jack Saint for, for touchdowns uh, in, in tough scenarios. And during last season, there was obviously a lot of controversy surrounding that quarterback slot uh, with JT Daniels still playing there and, and things of that nature. How has it been different this year now that this is 100% Stetson Bennett's team and they're on his shoulders? Uh, you can tell that he has this confidence about him. Last season, I mean, there was doubters and, and haters that were saying even when Stetson had a good performance saying that JT Daniels should still be the guy. And, and you could tell as the season went on and as they lost in the SEC championship game, that kind of weighed on him. But you, you could tell through this offseason he was 100% the guy and there was no doubt about it. And, and it kind of like came off as this, he exuded this confidence going into the season. And he's played like, he's played like the number one guy, not worried about losing his spot. Um, and, and he's really been able to lead this Georgia offense into uh, a more complete and balanced uh, attack than I would even think from last year when they won the, the championship. And the the hallmark of this Georgia squad so far this season, while the offense has been really great in spurts, has been that defense. Who, yep. who do Mississippi State fans really need to keep an eye on this weekend on that other Bulldog defense? Well... It, it's crazy when you think about the Georgia defense and they lose five first-rounders and, and over 15 guys in the draft. That's on offense, too. But you, you think about all the people that Georgia lost on defense this last year, uh, and they're still one of the most dominant defenses in the country. I mean, you think about guys like Jalen Carter, who had a huge performance against Tennessee last week. He's He's on multiple uh, top five big boards for the NFL draft. you got Keely Ringo, who's a physical specimen at cornerback. I mean, he's over, over six feet and will outrun you, out-muscle, out-physical uh, you uh, up front and down the field. Uh, you've got guys like Malachi Starks, who's a, a true freshman making plays. He's been making plays since the first game of the season against Oregon. Uh, all of those guys, really, it's like a... a no name, no face defense because while you have these stars, they're like everybody's making plays and you have to worry about everybody. And then obviously you're missing Nolan Smith, who's out for the season with a pec injury, but he was making plays too. Um, certainly just a all around consistent defense with just people everywhere that can beat you. And, and when it comes to the other side of the, of the ball, really on offense, 
Um, obviously, uh, lost a lot of guys last year to the draft, like you said, 15 in total. Uh, that's including defense as well. But this offense had a lot of holes to fill coming into the season. Who has really kind of stepped into that role all season for UGA? Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, you, when you have players like Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington who can absolutely go and get a ball and, and uh, fill that kind of – they're tight ends, but they, they fit the role of receiver as well. Uh because, you know, you're missing guys like George Pickens going to the draft, and, and Georgia was supposedly weak on receivers coming into the season, but it's almost like you don't need it uh, when you have guys like uh, Bowers and Washington, but also, you know, you have Lad McConkey who's been stepping up. He's he's had a kind of inconsistent year with some drops and some fumbles, but he's kind of picked it up here in the last few weeks. Uh, and then also... You just continue to see the the tradition of Georgia being kind of this running back university with Kenny McIntosh, uh, Kendall Milton, uh, and Dejan Edwards, uh, who's really stepped up. And then you also have true freshman Branson Robinson, who looks like a a physical specimen freak of nature uh, anytime he touches the ball. So Georgia's really loaded. um, And I think where you see that uh, most experience is is at quarterback with Stetson, and he's able to lead this offense. And and they're not able they they don't see drop off because of the the leadership that he imparts on that team. I agree. I I completely agree. And on the flip side of it, this Mississippi State offense, uh, would you say that it's kind of an offense that's built to give teams like Georgia problems and headaches? I I definitely think so. I mean, like. In a sense, a spread offense, and Mike Leach's spread offense is one of the most brilliant offenses in college football when you have the athletes and talent to do so. Uh, I think it will give Georgia headaches because it may not always be the, the, the bombs down the field going all, all speed ahead. It's going to be more like the four yards in a cloud of dust, and instead of it being the run game, it's, it's through the pass. And they're going to convert first downs and – Put you in positions where you have to get them into second and third and long um, if you want to get them off the field. But I, I really see this Mississippi State offense being able to move the ball down the field uh, at least past Georgia's 50 uh, and maybe having to settle for field goals as they stall out towards the red zone. But you could see those those kinds of drives turn into touchdowns if, if Georgia's defense has an off night. And so I think uh, – while Georgia's offense may be able to score at will, uh, Mississippi State's offense could definitely give Georgia some headaches. Uh, Speaking of just offense in general, Mississippi State at home has scored almost 40 points in every home game. They scored 39 last week, being the low at home. Obviously, we're not going to hang a 40-piece on that Georgia defense. It's too good, but towards the the later half of the game with the way Mississippi State is really built what 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 scares you most about that offense at home yeah i i think if this offense really gets going Mississippi State they they will have the momentum on their side because of the crowd uh and that's kind of how it was when Georgia played Missouri Georgia got off to a terrible start 
and, and let the Missouri crowd really believe that they had this game in hand. And, and although they crawled back out of that game and ended up winning by four, it was difficult because that crowd was against them the whole time. And, and I, I think that's what what's scary is that Mississippi State's offense is built to, to start uh, creating momentum early on and like getting the ball out quick, going upfield, converting first downs, maybe not scoring on big plays, but like getting field goals and, and potentially touchdowns early. Uh, I, I really could see the crowd getting into it, which could inevitably uh, hinder Georgia's success. I agree. And we got to get we got to get a few things before you go, Jack. We're we're gonna have, okay, we're gonna have okay. to take a break here in just a few short minutes. But I need, <coughs> excuse me, I need a score prediction, and I need where every every one of the listeners can find you. Yeah, score prediction wise. All right, so I'm not sure that Mississippi State's defense can stop Georgia, um, and I think Georgia's at this point, found their offensive rhythm again. I, I think it'll be Georgia 45, Mississippi State early getting uh, some early field goals and, and maybe scoring a touchdown late, uh, 17 or 20 points. I'm going to go with uh, Georgia 45, Mississippi State 20. Uh, I've got a very eerily similar thing in mind myself. We'll get to that later. Uh, tell us where we can find you, Jack. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Jack Duffy. That's D-U-F-F-E-Y. I am the student media poll uh, podcast director. I, I do a uh, SEC podcast with my friend from Florida, Michael Hull. He's a, a great guy. Uh, follow him on Twitter as well. Just uh, doing some great stuff for the student media poll and, and getting some student journalists recognized and, and releasing weekly polls and podcasts. So give them a follow at Student Media 25 as well and follow me on Twitter at Jack Duffy. Awesome, awesome. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Jack Duffy, Student Media Poll Podcast Director, formerly uh, the sports editor over at the Red and Black. Thank you, Jack, for joining us. Jack's a great friend of the show. We're going to take a short break here and come back with mine and Cody's kind of analysis of this weekend and some women's hoops. Sam Purcell getting the first win of his head coaching tenure here at Mississippi State last night. All that and more is up next on The Dudes. Stay tuned. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Mississippi. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Welcome back into the Dudes here on 91.1 WMSV again. I'm Tanner Marler alongside Cody Blazak. And we had a very, very good basketball game last night, Cody. Mississippi State women's squad getting the first win of the season against Mississippi Valley State. Sam Purcell getting the first win of the head coaching tenure, and the squad looked good. Granted, it's Mississippi Valley State, but they look good. I like Sam Purcell. I do too. Did you did you watch or listen to the interview 
afterwards. It made I did. me want to run through a brick wall. I did. No, he's a motivator. He's I, a motivator. Very, very much like this coach. I do. I think that was a home run hire. Uh, I really I think do. Both of our basketball coaches could have been a <laughs> did, home run hire. Did you see? Uh, there was an interview with uh, Chris Jans and Brandon Walker of Barstool Sports, and Brandon asked him, asked Chris Jans if he could call plays during the Barstool Invitational this weekend. And Jan said, well, you, mean, you can call them. I don't, I don't know if they're going to listen to you, but you can sure call them. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Again, men's team traveling to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I believe, this weekend for the Barstool Invitational. They're going to be taking on Akron on Friday. I think that should be another win for this Bulldog squad. They should walk away and look like the best team in the tournament. However, I think it's a good thing that they're doing it. Um, you can find... That game, by the way, yet again, I think we talked about this on Tuesday on Barstool.tv. going to be completely free. You're going to get Barstool personality on the call. You're going to get a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I, I think it's going to be a really great broadcast. I really do. It's going to be different. Is it what is. It's going to be different, but I think it's going to be different in a good way. It'll be something. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's done, but it will be something. I think it'll be different in a very good way. I'm curious if there is going to be uh how do I put this? If it's going to be rated R. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like uh, PG-13, definitely. I don't know about R. I, I think we could get close to it. Oh, but we could toe the line. We I, could toe the line. I, bar, Barstool is for for the, the older generation. Not It's not for kids. I say though, older so. generation. People our age. Well, it's, I would say it's for anyone. I would say it's for anybody that likes having fun with sports. That's fair. Well, language-wise, it, it it could be, it'll be interesting. I it's it's one of those things where you always just it, it's something new. You wonder if it's going to go the way it was planned. It is. It is. Kind of shift gears into soccer. We have a huge match this weekend. A NCAA postseason match here in Starkville, Mississippi State Bulldogs taking on New Mexico State. This Saturday, November the 11th at 3 p.m. Central. It's the first meeting between the Bulldogs and the Aggies. Uh, 11 wins so far for Mississippi State. That is the fourth time they've recorded 11 more win, 11 or more wins in a season. And I really think that after this weekend, we could see them playing another game in the NCAA tournament. It's very possible. How huge would that be for this program if, if it happens? Oh, enormous. It's it, it it's going to be fun, nonetheless. It's going to be an experience for these girls, and it, it, you make it back next year, you've got that first appearance under your belt. It's it's just you, you got to put in the work to make it pay off, and – you, you've got an opportunity heading into this. You do. A huge opportunity. At home. At home. That's that's the big thing. At home. On, you know, a weekend. A kind Friday. of. A Friday. It's it's like a weekend, but like. It's like it's like the teaser for the weekend. Well, it's, like, it's also at three. I think, starts, I, think this, I think it'll be packed. It's like a, oh, it should, it better be it packed. It better be packed. Students get in free. And. I, I I don't believe tickets are going to be very expensive. No, they shouldn't be. 
I'm not sure if tickets are gonna you're gonna have to pay for a ticket at the moment. I haven't seen the details. I haven't yet, seen the but, prices, but I know students get in free. Yes, that is correct. I know students are getting in free. It, it's oh, this is it's just such a great opportunity, and for for everyone in the Starkville area, just even better to be able to see so many teams in the past couple of years compete in the postseason. I mean. Baseball with a national championship, softball hosting a super regional. Volleyball last year making the tournament. Making the tournament. Soccer this year making the tournament. Volleyball or uh both basketball teams having their years in the tournament now to the tournament, and if not that, the NITs. Yeah, I mean, and on top of that, I think there's a lot of buzz around this athletic department now more than ever. Um not just because of the departure of John Cohen, just because of the success of Really, all of the teams, especially in the fall sports. You, you look at the football program, 13 straight bowl seasons. Uh, you look at basketball, a new head coach uh, on both sides. A, a lot of rejuvenation, a lot of life in those programs. You look at soccer. James Armstrong is building a really solid program. They added five more players to that squad yesterday on National Signing Day. Volleyball. Fourth, fourth highest ever. Yeah. Five of the top 100. Five of the top 100 players. Wicked. And it, you want to know something crazy? That was the exact same thing happened in softball. Correct. Plenty of top 100 players going to that softball squad. I believe they wound up being the 10th best uh, they were the signing, tenth. signing yes. day. It's the 10th rated recruiting class in the country. It's wild. That's Samantha Ricketts first here in, here in Starkville. If I if I recall correctly, all the coaches we have right now have been hired under John Cohen too. I believe that's correct. Who's Everyone. your favorite of them? Favorite? Oh, oh. I know oh, mine. Dear. I mean, it would have to be Lamonis. He's got the ring. I like Purcell. I do like Purcell. I can't say I he's my Pur- favorite yet after one win. However, I, I would run through a brick wall for that guy. Th- that's that's. Uh, Performance-wise, you can't really say anything about the basketball coaches, but I would run through a wall for him, though, hundred uh, percent. Uh, he goes out of his way. He does, and and you know, Jans does the same thing. You know, the morning of tip-off, he's out in the student union handing out uh, handing out breakfast. They, they get it. They he, get it. I feel they like just get it. I feel like Jans does it in a different way because I don't. I feel like he's not very a, a public guy, and he like kind of likes to keep to himself. But like, I like Purcell him, loves the media. Yeah, like, Purcell he, loves he everything loves about it. People. Well, on top of it, I think it's just being out in the student community and trying to fill the hump up. And you know, I I could count on one hand the amount of times I saw Ben Howland out on campus talking to students. I've already seen Chris Jans. I don't think I, don't I can think put I, it on a hand. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if I ever saw it. Now, Chris Jans has done it multiple times just since he's been hired. Oh, Sam I've, Purcell, I've, same way. I've seen Jans. I think three times on campus since he's been hired, and it's been seven months. I think. Yeah. And I was at. I've been at school here for five years, and I've never seen Ben Howland except on the court. Yeah. And then same it, goes for, well. I think I've I think I've seen Purcell five or six times. I've seen Leach from time to time. Leach Leach does the the seminars and the stuff like that, and I get that, and it's really cool. You know, like I got to go to that um, seminar he did, the uh, guerrilla warfare and the air raid football. That was incredibly interesting. I, I encourage everybody to go watch that if they can, but they just get it, especially the new basketball coaches. And James Armstrong is the same way. Uh, Jar- 
Coach Dennis, same way. Uh, I, the soccer team, I know, has gone all across fraternity and sorority row speaking to uh, chapters. The same way with the volleyball squad. They just get it. They want to include their fan base. They do. Which is they nice do. to see. It is. It is. They want to fill the stadiums. They want to fill the pitch. They want to fill it all, and it's good. While we're on the topic of it, of, of coaches in particular – there, there's a there's a little rumor being spread around that oh after my this, there was one message on an Auburn message board, and it's still it's it's become a rumor, and whether it's true or not, it's not. Anyway, it's it, it essentially says that Auburn is announcing their head coach after the Mississippi State Georgia game on Sunday, I believe is what the message said. It's going to be after that game, yeah. nonetheless. Obviously, it would have to be on Sunday. That game's going to end at, like, 11.30. Here, here, is, here is it, and it's short. So, the headline is Auburn to announce coach after UGA MSU headline, game. It's the, it's the title of a message on a message board. There's no headline. It's not a news piece. Take it for what it's worth, but a couple of my very connected AU alumni friends have told me that they will be making the announcement sometime Sunday morning. They think this means that it is a leech. There was a ton of evidence to suggest this was the case following Cohen's departure from Starkville to the Plains, but after this recent development, all signs are indicating that Mike Leach will be the next coach at Auburn University. On top of that, it ends. the message ends with this. Will Rogers is expected to be coming with him. Well, this you want to know something funny? Been Read how they spell Rogers. R O D G E R. I never Will Rogers that. with a D does not even play for Mississippi State. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. I mean, come on, come on. It's gonna, it won't happen. I, I, a head coaching search does not end that quickly. I don't think it will happen either. But it is. It's hilarious. Fu- it's funny to talk about. It's hilarious because Auburn fans may be the most delusional in the country. And They're now convinced. I, I will say this. I will say this. We're going to look real stupid come Sunday. If, if this it does happens happen. on Sunday, call Deion Sanders Monday. <laughs> oh, I call call him Sunday. Call him Sunday, but I don't think it. Happens. I'll take him to church Sunday. I will. I'll I'll give him the tour of Starkville on Sunday <laughs> myself. Myself. I, yeah, I'll I'll use my own gas money to go get him. Uh, look, Bracky Brack, call me. <laughs> call me. <laughs> we'll give him the grand tour here on the dudes. Wouldn't that be something though if that did happen and. Bracky Brett, our interim AD, was able to hire Deion Sanders as our next head coach. You want to talk about a home run. You want to talk about a home run. Talk about a dream. Oh, yeah. That's a dream come – I mean, Shadur as an AD, San- Well, his son comes with him. Shadur. As an AD. Travis Hunter a- probably comes with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would expect that entire Jackson State roster to come with him if you would allow it. Well, yeah, some of the guys, the, the guys that you want will come with him, I think. Some of those guys I don't think would play in the, the conference. But nonetheless, no, I'm not sure either. Nonetheless, it, it's fun to talk about. However, now we have to get into the nitty-gritty. This weekend, number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs coming to town. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. We're going to we're going to really kind of dive headfirst into it after a short break. Stay with us here on the Dudes and ninety one one WMSV. Hey. 
Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. Make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back into the Dudes here on 91.1 WMSV. I'm Tanner Marler alongside Cody Blazak. Excuse me. almost messed that one up. If you ju- did mess that one up. You <coughs> I, just I corrected it. I did. I corrected it, though. I did. Heck, that's all right. When we first started doing this, I thought your last name was Marlar. Mar- no. Marlar. Marlar. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, you spelled said, that way. I let the, it is. It, it is. I and let it, that slide It for slid for like two months until I found out it was Marlar. It did. It did. I, I usually just let it roll off. So I, I, think, I, think, I think I'll give you the pass. Okay. I appreciate it. We got to get into it, Cody. This weekend, the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs visiting Davis Wade Stadium. And a bowl-eligible Mississippi State team, <clears throat> I, I have my worries. And they are innumerous. And they are a plenty, and I think they're entirely valid, and I don't think this is going to be a very fun weekend in Davis-Wade. I think it'll be – th- tickets are sold out, but I tickets think – Tickets are sold out. I think it might, the stadium might be empty by halftime. It's very possible. It's very possible. I'll put it this way. I, uh, I don't bad. know what you got to do to beat Georgia. I don't know I what you have no to do. Clue. I don't either. I don't know what you got to do. I don't know what you can do. Pray. Pray. Hope for a miracle. Hope they leave half the team in Athens. I, I, I legitimately don't even know what how to talk about this game. Hope that it's of, a, hope that the Tennessee hangover is real. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, you're gonna have to hope for. Yeah, you know, there's a lot you're gonna you're gonna have to see. Store. Uh, you're gonna have to see. The performance of Will, performance it's going to take the performance of Will Rogers' life. It's going to take the performance of this receiving core's life. It's going to take the performance of this defensive life more than li- uh, defense's life more than likely. And I'm worried you might have already had that against Alabama this year. I think the only way you win this game is if Will Rogers throws for like 700 yards. <laughs> 700. Uh, it's going to take a KJ Costello game. <laughs> well, 630 I, and about six tutties. I, I mean. I just don't know how you beat this defense well, otherwise. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I go back to this. There are very few teams, I think, that can and should be able to get pressure on Will Rogers by dropping eight and rushing three. Georgia is one of them. Georgia might be able to get pressure rushing two. I don't know about that. but they could, Those are I, some big boys. some bad dudes up front. Georgia's I, got some bad dudes up front. It's really going to take the game of this offensive line's life is what this is going to take. Yeah, uh, you're 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 gonna rush for maybe five yards. I don't I'll even talk about rushing. I'm not. I'm just talking about well, protecting Rodgers. With that defense, though, if you're gonna try and run the ball, don't. I don't think you can because you're only you're gonna have. I think you, I think that's gonna be the key to it. Mm. In all honesty, I just don't know. I think that's gonna be the key to it is being able to run the ball consistently. You're you're either your offense is either gonna have to have the game of its life, or that defense is gonna have to have about ten thousand pick sixes. Gonna have to. I just don't know what else to And to be honest, I'm more confident in the defense than I am the offense. I shouldn't be saying that about a Mike Leach coach team, but I am. 
I'm more confident. I don't know. That defense was rough last week. But they started almost every drive inside their own territory. I I, I know. They played well. They played very well. The defense kept them in that game. The one the one thing that I that makes me feel somewhat at ease is, and we talked to Jack about it. The in, in every game but one, they've scored forty points at home, and it was thirty nine last week. Whatever, one point away from forty. The offense is able to play at home. Well, if they or, come I'll out, they, not, they're gonna they can't come out and have a third quarter like they did last week. They need to come out and have a first quarter in every quarter. Like they did last week. Yes, they've got to start hot and stay hot. Or they got to stop. They got to start hot, and if they don't stay hot, they bet that defense better be hot. Uh, that's not. If they don't stay hot, they're not winning. Point blank. You cannot go in here and play an incomplete game. You played an incomplete game against Auburn, and it almost lost you. You cannot come in here and play an incomplete game. It, it's going to be a. Uh, it's going to. It might be a very sad day. I'm not going to be sad if we lose. It's the number one team in the country. Yeah, but losing is not fun. It's not fun, but it's not like, like you're gonna be honest. It's not like it's not expected in this well, one. Let's be real here. Be Let's be real here. I mean, if you ask every Mississippi State fan, you know, I know you said they're splitting Georgia and Ole Miss. I could see that, but I don't see them beating Georgia. I could see them beating Ole Miss. I don't. I don't think they're gonna beat Georgia, but still haven't had that one game you're not supposed to win yet. That's that's true. That's true. And I think it comes in the last game of the season against Ole Miss. I think I, I don't think that's a game, quote unquote, that you're not supposed to win. On the road in Oxford? I just I'm I am not kick, impressed with Ole Miss. I'm not that impressed either, but their rushing attack is deadly. I mean deadly. I don't know. We can't get too far off in the weeds. I I'm going to I'm going to dive into the X factors. And the X factor for this Mississippi State offense is going to be the offensive line. Because Will Rogers was sacked five times last week against Auburn. If they got if they play like they did against Auburn and let up five sacks, he'll be sacked ten times against Georgia. That will be one dirty uniform on Will Rogers after this game if they come out and don't protect him. I've got one X factor for the entire team. For the entire team. We're going, you're going, forget offense, forget defense, forget special teams, the entire game. That name is God. <laughs> I think they need God. It's going to take divine intervention game. is what you're saying. And, you know, this is this is what we used to say when Mississippi State played Alabama. And Tanner and I talked about it the other day or something. I don't think we were on air, but I, I think Georgia is the new standard. I think it is. I and think it is. You would for the last couple years. It was God better be with you when you play Alabama. God it better be with you like when you that play, now. God better be with you when you play Georgia. God's my X factor. <laughs> Divine intervention, Cody says. As far as the defense goes, my X factor is going to have to be Emmanuel Forbes. I think he's going to have to find a way. The, this defense in general is going to have to find a way to force a turnover. If there's one guy that's good enough and confident enough to do it it's Emmanuel Forbes point blank maybe God will come down to him I don't know I don't know I don't know I, score I, prediction I, I can pull I can pull another x-factor out okay, actually okay. pull it out <laughs> the x-factor for Georgia is Satan oh God I in all seriousness 
yes, defensively, Emmanuel Forbes is going to have to do something. They're going to have to force a turnover, force multiple turnovers. Uh, you're, you're, I think you're going to need two or three turnovers to win this game. And offensively, I, I think you're going to need Will Rogers to play play the game of his life. Yeah, I and. That O-line has to do its job, and the receivers have to do its job. The receivers have hit-or-miss games. They, they've they got to be hitting on every cylinder. Yeah, 100%. You can't have a game like last week where you're not running clean routes or you're miscommunicating with the quarterback. It's got to be perfect. And maybe, maybe last week was a case of looking ahead to Georgia. Maybe it was. Maybe, maybe Mississippi State's had two weeks of practice for Georgia. That's why they were so close against Auburn. You never know. However, score prediction. Georgia, 47. Mississippi State, 21. Georgia, 49. Mississippi State, 10. Oh, God. It will be gone. Everybody will be gone by halftime. If that's the case. I don't know, though, because, I mean, like, it's sold out. This is the first sellout we've had this year, I believe. I believe so. The thing with this Georgia, like, I'm not trying to diss Georgia or anything, trust me. But when when you think of Georgia, you think of their defense. You don't think of their offense. And, yeah, their offense scores and their defense gives them more opportunities to score. But I just I'm, – I'm, I'm curious to see what, what kind of points they put up against a, a relatively decent SEC defense because they haven't played a lot of great – defenses this year he played Oregon's defense he played Sanford's defense South Carolina's Kent State's Missouri Auburn Vanderbilt then you got Florida and Tennessee you just I mean they haven't played and I'm not saying we're gonna win this game because the defense this that and the other but if they win it it will be on the back of the defense say again if they win it it'll be on the back of the defense I I agree but I'm, I'm curious if Georgia playing a decent defense, and I don't think they have a top-tier offense. I think they have a good offense. I, I'm curious if State can keep up with them at home because who, State can score at home. Who defends Brock Bowers? <laughs> you can't put a manual on him. You can't put Jet Johnson on him. God. You can't put uh, Buki Watson on him. Who defends Brock Bowers? You're not going to – Sean Preston, Jalen Green? Mike Leach. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Matthews? <laughs> I don't. I have no clue who. And, and I who don't is know, it? I don't know how you stop Kenny McIntosh. I don't either. I don't I either. Mean, I mean, st- I'm more confident in them being able to stop the run game. Jack, Jack said it. Stetson Bennett is playing his best game he's played in all of his college career. But I think you can stop Stetson Bennett. I I I believe that. I don't now, think Stetson Bennett's going to beat you. No, I don't think he will either, but I think his receivers tied in and his running back can. 100%. I, I, if you can somehow find – if you, I, if Stetson Bennett beats us because we were able to shut down Kenny McIntosh and Brock Bowers, I'm okay with I'm it. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. But if you find a way to stop Kenny McIntosh and Brock Bowers, I think I think you're looking at an interesting ball game. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. One way or another, it'll be telling. That's about all the time we've got here on this lovely Thursday afternoon. 
you guys at home, thanks for listening. You can find the dudes on any of your favorite uh, podcast streaming platforms on Spotify, Apple Podcast, whatever. You name it, we're there. Again, I'm Tanner Marler. He's Cody Blazak. This has been the dudes on 91.1 WMSV. We'll catch you guys on Tuesday. The proceeding was a WMSV production.